0: So here we are back with a new episode. We are here. Huh. It is go time. Yeah. yeah, it's go time. I mean, we have words and phrases. It is time. Right? To yeah. deliver to the information to ourselves, each other, and Stand the people. Stand and
1: deliver, starring Edward James almost.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's a learning curve. It's a learning experience. Anything that goes with learning. Yeah. I saw you discussing this with Rebecca just a little bit ago. Uh, but I don't know that you arrived. No, right?
1: There were no answers. No answers on no a answers. topic. No, no topic.
0: yeah So you just, it, you just said stuff. Stuff we say.
1: That's what. Uh, that's what.
0: <laughs> this is the topic. The current,
1: the current uh, answer was that stuff we say. Stuff we say. <laughs> but we'll
0: maybe we'll think of something better because it's it's an eclectic eclectic uh, group. Yeah. Combination today. Yes. I am going to go first if I have your blessing. You,
1: uh, consider yourself blessed.
0: (laughs) That's a good feeling. (laughs) Like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um, I have an odd one to start us out. The word is gingerly. Gingerly. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you use gingerly? I'm sure I have said it before.
1: I don't see myself using it often because I would just say, be careful. <laughs> or you know something like that.
0: Carefully. Carefully. How, how do yeah. you, So that's yeah. I, was I feel like say. that's
1: how I would I would supplement the word gingerly,
0: right? Well, you I wanna, have some definitions right here. Well, the first one right. is with care, <laughs> great care or caution. There you go. Warily, I stepped gingerly over the broken glass. Oh,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. I was very aware of the broken glass, and I stepped over it. Warily
0: cautiously carefully prudently
1: (laughs) prudently oh okay
0: yeah it made its way into the nice see there's also um colin's concise dictionary which i found out on the shelves over there they have a a cautious reluctant or timid
1: Hmm. okay timid yeah i could see that reluctant yep if i were to use this word
0: if you were yeah yeah yeah
1: so how did we get from the root we didn't look at yeah i don't know it's a spice. We use it as a
0: flavor. Yes. It is a root. Well, en- enjoy the ride of this circuitous <laughs> definition. All right. So, etymologically speaking, the word goes way back, and it comes along a long and um, curvy path. Roots of it, haha, <laughs> see what I did, roots, <laughs> date back to Sanskrit, Whoa. Um, and the basic gist of it being uh, begets, bears offspring, child, birth, origin. It wow. moves in through Greek, uh, genus, race, kind. Still, birth, stock, beget.
1: So it has a root of like genus. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Huh. And here's and you're going to find out why in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it it comes up through a Lithuanian, Gothic, uh, Old English. Still, beget, create. Like it held on to that. Basic idea that yeah. word, uh, old high German child, and huh. then you know, as it makes its way into French, it begins to take on some more stipulations, not just born, but born well, like Which,
1: as in status wise, yeah, okay. I
0: wish I'd been born well, <laughs> um, <laughs> like nobility, you know, and all of this business, sure, and that sort of. Loaned itself to this, although documentation is paltry too pitiful to nil, it loaned itself to this idea of you know, having the luxury and mm-hmm. what was expected of you to walk daintily with small steps and gently, not mm-hmm. having to look around or worry. Others did that for you, you know. Okay, yeah. There's only a couple of little snippets and not even real solid uses documented in saying 1583 gingerly dancers tripping like goats that an egg would not break under their feet doesn't really give you the feel of nobility Mm -hmm. it's sort of um
1: and a grace yeah i could see dainty but yeah go ahead dainty Mm -hmm.
0: right while this one is simple. And, and seems traceable in that regard, it it isn't really, because it's just someone saying it did this, but there's no documentation Oh, of it. okay. And you should be suspicious that I arrived at that so quickly. <laughs> I <laughs> well, gotcha. I mean, it just took us through and then boom, and yeah. then it's a nobility and small steps and huh, <laughs> yeah, we're <right>. done. <laughs> <laughs> but it left me, this one left me with a, a damned suspicion about I don't know if you could relate to this Ray but I have a suspicion that we've been monkeyed with and that someone has gone in and whitewashed certain things. Oh what? You can't imagine that happening can you? No chance You know I'll bring it up again and I know I'm sorry if people think I'm obsessed maybe I am maybe I am but lollygag (laughs) Come on, man. I keep going back to that. And you go, the true definition, you never even really... No. Right? But I mean, come on. And so it yeah. was there. Somehow someone went into history and painted over mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I feel the same about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through some of our old books out there. There were slim pickings there as well. Yeah. Uh, but there is a uh, an entry... In haha, the eighteen eleven dictionary of the vulgar tongue. Nice, yeah,
1: that's a favorite.
0: And here's what happens. You know, you, you ever see a dog show, or let's say, like a horse yeah. show?
1: I have seen a dog show. I've been to a dog show.
0: You've been to a dog I've show, been but through dog shows. But have you maybe on video seen a horse show?
1: I've seen some things that I would assume would be a part of a horse show. Or showy horses. Yeah, the actual dressage, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I will. Uh, I've seen. I've seen some dressage.
0: So, like <laughs> horses that are walking very pristily. Yeah,
1: they do their their high steps and whatever. Yeah. Quite carefully.
0: So it it turns out the origins of that ongoing are basically animal cruelty. Yeah, of course. I'm surprised about that <laughs> too, also right? Yeah. But we're we're yeah. Yeah. And this comes. This is this is uh, this is documented mm-hmm. uh, by putting a piece of ginger up their butt. Uh-huh. yeah. And so you know, even even if you lovingly and playfully put, uh, uh, you know, maybe a cap or something on your cat's head, <laughs> yeah, right. or if you ever tried to put, you know, I, my my cat boob, rest his soul. Uh, he was a big boy, and I put a uh, Steelers jersey on him once for like a baby. Yeah, and he he r- rolled with it pretty well because yeah. he, he is, he's a you know yes the kind of boy that can roll his stuff. <laughs> but some cats not won't roll with that. They can't understand what's on them. Yeah, you know. Yes, and so even uh, they they just don't get it. No, they'll,
1: sometimes they'll just fall over and they won't stand up.
0: Yeah, because they lose all their sense from yeah. their hair and, and everything.
1: Yeah, something weird is pushing on them and they just they fall over. Yeah.
0: I don't know what this is. I don't wear clothes. Something's wrong. Or yeah. like people put booties on dogs and some dogs accept it and, and the dog... Anyway, <laughs> that's a long. time. the flinging go. motion when they walk,
1: <laughs> trying yeah. to get the things off their feet. Yeah, which I guess is what is what you're saying, really, right? Because the dogs kind of like flip their feet off to try to get these things off their feet.
0: Right. That's why I bring it I up see, because I the see. horse yes. has this thing. Yeah, and it's an irritant because it's sure, ginger. So it, I'm sure it
1: burns a little.
0: It burns some. I I, I have.
1: I would imagine at uh, least.
0: from that's another great. source. Um. The full biology of that, you know, the stimulation oh, yeah. presumably of pain receptors yeah. in the mucosa yeah. causes the horse to raise its tail, Aww. and it takes manual pressure. You know, it's trying to figure out a way, right? It's as you would anything
1: that you yeah. didn't know was up there. One right. may want to get it out,
0: and we say that to people too. The guy with had a stick up his butt, yeah. or something, right? We say that like that, yeah, meaning overly rigid or whatever, you know,
1: unyielding. Stiff. <laughs> Stiff and unhealing, <laughs> like that drink. Yeah.
0: What it really goes back to is animal cruelty. Oh. It, and I guess in the States, you know, for horse shows and yeah. etc., it's it's monitored and not allowed. But I guess you also really have to look at that horse because they developed something to check for, for ginger and you you'd wipe a cloth over the horse's rectum and to see if. If there if ginger, you know, the cloth turns blue or whatever. <laughs> but you could use other things. Yeah. Okay. So there's a way uh, for yeah. people that insist on doing that to circumvent the ginger detecting cloth. But uh gingerly. Yeah. There's uh from whence it come. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I brought that one home. That's information.
1: That is that is thorough information.
0: But there's there's nowhere else to take it. Yeah. And what do you have in random sayings? Well,
1: I gotta. It just feels bad for the horses. Sure.
0: So I gotta pull myself together. <laughs> sure, no. But I, I don't. I don't want to hide facts. No, from we gotta. The we gotta
1: tell it what it is. That's that sucks. That sucks.
0: Yeah, I'm like Aaron Neville, it's telling cool. it like it is.
1: Oh man, you can't. Come on. Okay, no singing. Uh-uh. Uh, well, since you brought up horses, I can kind of segue this poorly that horses live in barns and my first word is barn burner okay is this a phrase you've ever used in any kind of serious sense or real sense
0: no but can i say sure uh i i have a post up on on one of uh my facebook pages um that is uh sort of a community effort that i have underway you know and someone commented just yesterday, and they didn't use barn burner. Yeah. But a real live person who walks the earth started a comment with the word hogwash. Hogwash. Nice. Who says hogwash and types it out? But there it was. I would, uh,
1: I'd probably toss that one in there. I could see that coming out of my face. Hogwash. Hogwash.
0: But I digress from barn burner.
1: Interesting. Uh, barn burner one that arouses much interest or excitement something especially a close contested sports event that is very exciting intense dramatic yeah i guess that would be i've only heard it in game sense i guess sporting senses you know personally like that game was a real barn burner or you know i mean i haven't heard it in any kind of uh wow that that latest drama play was a real barn burner you know that, that intense horror movie was a real barn burner
0: <laughs> i can't find i can't find that i don't have that
1: yeah just that that those that, that you know that's locally that Steeler game was a real barn burner or the pens game you know
0: i would have thought maybe maybe a movie what, what, what was the one that oh blockbuster yeah you know it's not not too far from a blockbuster right yeah, yeah. they're nice. going around the block right
1: yeah mm. I do hear what you're saying, uh, like, but like we said, the modern usage of of barn burner is a very exciting game event or etc. Usually games. Uh, the earliest citation that I found uh, was from 1934. A real barn burner was the following hand, which provided plenty of excitement at the evening session. The Omaha World Herald in 1934. Uh, they are talking about. The exciting game of bridge, oh. which is a game of cards. Yes, it is. I have never played bridge. I don't believe.
0: No, is you'd it, know if you had.
1: I, is it like a rummy style of game? I've never played it. Okay. I, I think
0: I have to like take lessons before you could play. Same.
1: You need. I know you need teammates and things. Yeah. If you want. It's it's like one of those. You you project books. I'm just making this up. So that was 1934. The excitement of the bridge game. Um, but prior to this, uh. It really did have a very specific meeting uh, in U.S. politics. Oh. Yeah. The Barnburners were one of uh, two competing Democratic Party factions in the New York State Democratic Party. This the, is real. Yeah, this is real. Well, I guess I could have said no, better ruse, but no, this is real. Uh, in 1848, the Dictionary of Americanisms, uh, John Russell Bartlett recounts a quote from the New York Tribune, which explains the name as in allusion to the story of an old Dutchman who relieved himself of rats by burning his barn, which they infested.
0: I don't think that was very efficient.
1: I couldn't find the story that they're alluding to. Um, it sounds more like just lore. Not that one could Right, it makes this, a... But it's more of cut a Cut off parable. your nose to
0: spite your right, face. exactly. Kind of a, yeah.
1: Sounds like a, it's a... Yeah, exactly, lore. It's a, it's a, it's a where... A, a, tales of foreboding, don't be too hasty. Um, but in this more modern political sense, the barn burners were so determined to get rid of the systematic abuses that they were willing to destroy the system itself, uh, which you know is an idea that I wholeheartedly agree with.
0: Oh, yes, you do hold that.
1: I, I will forever hold that And then we'll have no barn. We'll, we'll get a new barn. We'll all, right, a all right. We'll right, okay. we build a better barn. We'll build a better barn. <laughs> um, quote, the governor's favorites for speaker, printers, bank directors, all have been floored by the barn burners, as the radicals are known in our state. Uh, New York Tribune, twentieth of January, eighteen
0: forty-two. Well, that goes considerably back.
1: Yeah, so like I was saying, that the barn burners—I well, didn't say this specifically—but they, they were the more left arm of, of the two political parties. The the you know the Democratic Party, same party, but the more left met uh, left leaning. The more conservative side of this Democratic Party uh, were were referred to as the Hunkers, <laughs> which I, I don't recall learning th- these ones. No, I didn't hear any of them. It sounds like they may be specific to new york politics they hunkered Um, down and then kind of yeah that's exactly uh and also there was a they're interested in a hunk of political spoils this is what this is the possible uh, reasons or because they they hankered uh for elective office they wanted to be in the office i I don't know why they weren't hankers wouldn't that make all of them hankers i mean essentially right Back to that whole thing. Uh, The Barnburners opposed the extension of slavery, the expanding public debt, and the power of large corporations. And they were led by a Mr. Martin Van Buren of the Van Buren Boys fame. Uh, And in the 1848 presidential election, they they quit the party, refusing to support the presidential nominee, Louis Cass, who was joining
0: the Free Soil Party. Well, we had some crazy parties.
1: Yeah, we were you know we're fledgling we're still fledgling god knows it we're so fledgling um that though most of that information came from our friends at the phrase finder oh nice um so it's sort of been thought that the new york barn burners were the uh, first users of the phrase aside from the occasional person who burned down a barn um but there have been has been some information that indicates uh, that it began it began describing Radicals in Pennsylvania uh, pre- pre-1842. Uh, this is a Philadelphia public ledger. We do not know that particular class, the new epithet of barn burners, is intended to be applied, but it strikes us as highly characteristic of those who trample upon the rights of citizen and the laws of the land. That's why I said uh, public ledger, Philadelphia, PA, uh, April of 1840. So saying, we don't, we don't know to what particular class this new epithet of barn burners is, is being applied. It's brand new here.
0: Yeah, it's vague.
1: Um, but it doesn't specifically matter where it, it first popped up,
0: Pennsylvania. Or it's Pennsylvania, new York. though. I want to attribute it to the Amish. Well, it could
1: relate. I mean, that that kind of takes it back to the Dutch, right? Follows it back through that route. Yeah,
0: cause see me through. Yeah, go ahead. They uh, build barns. Right. Who's, who better to want barns burnt than right. those that build them? <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, like uh, like you're saying, it, it kind of the evidence points to this this old lore, um, which certainly could have originated or it could have been brought to uh, Pennsylvania via settlers, colonizers for sure. Um, there is no again, I couldn't find any specific evidence of like here's the story and this is who said it. Um, but again, it just kind of has that sense of a parable that followed people through, and not that it. It, it makes sense to relate it to something exciting because watching a barn burn uh, in the 1800s would be pretty exciting because uh, it may burn down pretty much everything everywhere <laughs> or nothing yeah. just the barn so i would imagine that 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 the leap to exciting doesn't really uh
0: need much of a help to get there right i mean i don't i uh, hesitate to use exciting but uh, thrilling i mean i don't know i mean it's it's sad and terrifying too it's but it is uh sort of a big event yeah that you
1: can't look away the whole town would probably watch come out and watch right because what are you gonna do
0: what else is yeah yeah get a bucket
1: so there's no specific evidence of the origin so it was probably just passed down via dad jokes
0: to take it into the Steeler game yeah 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 through the political party yeah. Which
1: again, I like that one. I'm like, oh yeah, let's bring those. let bring that party back. I wouldn't mind being called a barn
0: burner. Right, because I would have been satisfied to think it was the party in the barn. Shouldn't have a party in the barn because you're going to get drunk and and they're going to all smoke. And you know what's around? A bunch of hay. Hay. Yeah. Yeah. Dry S- kindling. D- yeah. Yeah. So don't be smoking in the in the barn.
1: No parties in here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Oh, I guess. So
1: so I, I I wasn't sure if the person was ignorant to what may happen if they you know they thought this would be a good idea or if they hated the rats so much that they were like, "You know what? Nuts to this. Burn it." You know. <laughs> I uh, or perhaps the person just wasn't as wise as some others.
0: I mean, we there are people that are that are challenged to to uh, rational thought more than others. Might not have been his barn and right. he hated rats. <laughs> I don't twofer. know for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't just, get any
1: closure there. You'd
0: really think most barns and farms have some barn cats. I would hope.
1: Or they would just have the cats would come
0: themselves. Yeah, and there's a nice balance that happens of nature in your barn, you don't really have to deal with it.
1: Homeostasis. Yeah. Exactly. Natural predators. Just let them live, let the cats
0: in. Speaking of partying in barns. <laughs> oh. You know what I had just last night? You know, just I know last what, night. Hey, don't judge. I know it was Monday. There's no judgments here. All right. I opened a bottle of uh of Roberto Clemente wine. Nice. Last night. Which uh, do you do you know which one? Yeah, it was a it was a 2016 Cab salve, But it wasn't the jam. It wasn't
1: jammy? No. So, okay.
0: it was pretty light and not very not real strong, you know. So, a couple glasses, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. But it felt good. It sounded good to me, and I hadn't had uh, much wine over the weekend. So I bring that up because you know our our our, uh, our friend and and the place that yeah. that we dig over here, Clemente Museum. I I've been meaning to get back over. I got to get a a Roberto Clemente hoodie. Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, we have some friends here that want to go back over and take the tour mm-hmm. and and learn more about Roberto and see all the the memorabilia. Yeah. He's got, you know, contracts. He has uh, bats, balls, uniforms. uniforms. Yeah. yeah, you've seen some of the uniforms. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's neat seeing just the old. I don't know. I think how that stuff holds up. Someone wore that, and it was, you know, several decades ago. Look at that baseball mitt. It looks nothing like the baseball mitts of today of my youth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has pretty, pretty things,
1: and plus it's designed very lovely. It looks. I think it looks pretty just in there.
0: Yeah, it's be- even if you don't like baseball, yeah. just history and just aesthetics, it's just a beautiful place. He has photographs that, that Roberto Clemente's wife gave him, lots mm-hmm. of old negatives and photographs, uh, beautiful prints, uh, all kind of stuff. And um, you could see some of this online at uh, clementemuseum.com. Uh, they have a cool shop that has uh, twenty one hats and mm-hmm. nice design, not just corny slap a twenty one <laughs> on a shirt and call it a day. They're mm-hmm. they're pretty. Like yeah. I I wear a twenty one, and I was never much a baseball fan, but it's but it's cool. Yeah, people, what do you call it? What's his what's guy's name? Pearl Jam guy. Yeah, uh, he wears a twenty one. He wears the twenty
1: one. He's he's a he goes in there. He goes. Yeah, he, he goes in the there the when museum
0: whenever Pittsburgh is, comes up on the tour. Yeah, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, you may have seen... What's dude guy's Eddie Vedder. Face? Eddie Vedder, I was thank gonna, you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, he's got the 21 shirt. Anyway, uh, ClementiMuseum.com and Hoochie Mama W 9 y 21 It's our discount code. Discount code, W9Y21, yeah. and you could, if you're going to buy some stuff for a family member for the holidays, hats, hoodies, t-shirts, all kind of stuff, again, really high quality and nicely designed use that code uh, w9y21 for the whole nine yards discount and um enjoy that stuff and someday uh, we'll get a wine discount code maybe yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think our code will work for that listeners though you could
0: try it but i don't i'd try anything once yeah twice (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh getting back into it yeah uh, what other uh, random word do you have?
1: I can uh, I can head us off with. Oh wait,
0: I'm going. Whichever. Yeah, that's right. You can. Yeah. Uh, I I gotta keep us in order, otherwise we get all fukak.
1: That's that's a great lead in to my word. Fukak. Well, the what you were saying, you were heading down a road that would have led me in.
0: You're fine. That's all right. I, I, I mine yeah. here is very simple. It's funny. Rebecca gave us words, and I pushed back on one of them that was just too simple. We should still cover it someday because
1: yeah, the things we think are we know people
0: don't know. You don't know what you don't know. People don't know. Yeah. And
1: I am fascinated by pretty much everything. It seems so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, um, so weird. So I have one. Yeah. No, was I weird? No, I said my brain is so weird. Oh, yeah, I, I I'm gonna second you.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. Though. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Can't hold a candle can't hold a candle yeah yeah right so that con- one's simple oh yeah
1: wow i didn't again i I don't have any uh preconceived notions i guess with a, a, a dimness um uh, but go ahead i don't want to spoil because I, I don't i don't have any preconceived notions
0: <laughs> sort of so did but, i ruin but, it no but okay. when we say it you know so I, I there's let's say i have uh a Fender guitar that I love, right? Yeah. And I might pick up another brand that tries to emulate, yeah, it. And I would say, ah, this one can't hold a candle to my guitar, right? Although whole nine yards, not sponsored by Fender, but we could we be, we could be, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Those. This this doesn't hold a candle to
0: that. Yeah. Right. Uh, just I was just you know just trying to use it. Yeah. That Jerry is so phony, you know? <laughs> so That will live on forever, yeah, it's got to yeah, I, I mean, uh, I promise you when I tell you it's simple, yeah, um, there were a a few different flips on it, but only slight flips, and things like not fit to hold a candle. okay, what's well, different, but still not that different, is it, you know it
1: gives me a, a different impression. I guess. So Ray.
0: Yeah. My father. You know. Yeah. Um. So on, on the occasion that he would endeavor to repair something or work on something. Yeah. And that we had batteries and a flashlight in the house, which is, you know. But I remember a couple of times when these, both of these planets aligned, <laughs> and we did. Yeah. Um, You know, I was the youngest child, and I was instructed to, to hold the flashlight while it sure. worked, you know. Sure. But you're a kid, and your yeah. mind wanders. And you don't, yeah, right. And so, you're not watching what he's doing. It's not interesting at all. Like, I don't care. It's <laughs> don't just not interesting. It. Yeah. Whatever, you know, plumbing thing he was doing or whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, you know the spotlight that you were shining on the on his hands, whatever he's doing, would drift yeah, off. Yeah, right. Because you you're not looking. You're just, no. And and he he would get sun the light the light sun the light because <laughs> <laughs> it would it would go dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I relish those memories. <laughs> nice. So, so uh, this is. It's not this is all it is it's oh, before the flashlight,
1: okay. yeah,
0: if you had a, a, a an apprentice, you know a helper
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was their that 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 poor <laughs> job yeah. to hold a candle and then you know so while while you worked, why we didn't have candle holders, <laughs> which I know you know blacksmiths yeah. were happy to make yeah and and you know what I mean, sure. But I guess, you know, angles and everything like that, it's hard. Well, so
1: what would the apprentice do?
0: Yeah. And if you're, yeah, I don't know what, what they're working on that it's dark and you need a, but yeah, yeah, you yeah, had an apprentice hold a candle. And okay. it was a lowly job mm-hmm. to be the candle holder because you were, you could be replaced by, by a, anything, a log, a, a
1: piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so so then take that a step further and go, you, you're not even good enough to hold a candle for okay. me. This is where this is going. <laughs> I mean, things have gotten bad, right? <laughs> yeah. But this is the origin. I see. You know? Yeah,
1: I guess it does make sense.
0: Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> uh, documented as far back as Sir Edward During's the four cardinal virtues of a Carmelite friar. Mm, not nice. reading that one. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. 1641. Hmm. Okay. Though I be not worthy to hold a candle to Aristotle, I'm sure he then went on to what pontificate to but, as if he were. Right. But I know better. <laughs> yeah. But I'll never <laughs> read it, so I won't know. Never. We'll never know. Um, yeah. But that's uh, that's huh. it. That's hold a candle. There's nothing else to it, though it's enjoyable.
1: The the fit to hold a candle too throws that into into context. When you said it came from an earlier, yeah, like that. I'm like, oh, okay, I
0: see, I see. What you're, you're not going. fit, yeah. Right. And but, then, boom, man, I'm yeah. not even a, a log.
1: <laughs> you know what? Just go. <laughs> uh, Maybe you can be a baker's apprentice. I'll
0: hold it myself. <laughs> While, while working
1: thing. this that's premature a wrench. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Son, the light. Yeah, because you are. You're not paying attention. You do for a little bit, and then you but then you know, maybe the work moves and you didn't move along with the work. You're like, I don't know where you need the light, I'm up here. Well
0: you had you paid said attention, you'd yeah. know the work moved. I'm aware of, of you know what I did and did not do yeah. as a child. Do I care? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What have you?
1: Uh, my idiom, which is uh, snafu. Oh, have you used the word snafu before?
0: Sure, 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 yeah, sure, sure. Same. I'm sure I've used it. Yeah. Uh,
1: perhaps to mean hit hit a snag. Yeah. Have you used it as like in that sense of a, of uh a, well this is this seems to be troublesome that was a little bit of a snafu. Yeah, a hiccup. Uh, yeah, hiccup. Nice. Uh-huh. That was nice. Right. Uh, One of the earlier records of SNAFU is from the American Notes and Queries, September 1941. It states that SNAFU is U.S. military slang, an acronym for, you ready? Yeah. Situation normal, all fucked up. Some people have have said maybe it wasn't fucked. Perhaps it was a less intense version of the word that started with an F, but I'm not going to say that one. Uh, an expression conveying the common soldier's laconic acceptance of the disorder of war and the ineptitude of his superiors.
0: <laughs> what? Why? Why normal and then the copulated scenario?
1: Well, I think that that is the laconic acceptance of the disorder and the ineptitude. As in, things are functioning just as normal. Everything's... Sh- okay, but that's not really
0: how we use it, is it? That's not how we use it today.
1: No. Uh, you know, not generally. Uh, this September 1941 definition was in reply to an earlier May article in the same American Notes and Queries, uh, where a private W from Camp Forest writes in, the influence of air slang seems to have had no effect on army lingo. There is very little in all that could be called really new. And most of it is unprintable. But if the American notes and queries, he says A-N-N-Q, but I, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, would like these three, just for the record, here they are. Latrinogram, baseless rumor. The latrine is the source of many a baseless rumor. Snafu, uh, situation normal. Susfu, situation unchanged. May 1941, Private W from Camp Forest, Tennessee. Uh, Time Magazine uses this term in a June 1942 article. Uh, Last week, U.S. citizens knew that gasoline rationing and rubber requisitioning were snafu. That is 1942. But a lot of the reference works, uh, Random House, a lot of other places, uh, Merriam-Webster, OED, uh, really kind of put it in this 1940s through 45 origin in that same kind of area. Um and definitely attribute it to the army. Rick Atkinson, an American author, who ascribes the origins of snafu, fubar, and tarfu, and a couple other acronyms, to just cynical GIs uh, ridiculing the army's penchant for acronyms.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So we, met, we'll, you you like those? We'll make some more.
1: Right. You like using acronyms? Here's some. Here's some for you to use. Um, I am going to mention that there is a letter to the editor of a print publication called Wireless World, in which the, the author, writer, tells a story of two telephone engineers who used Snafu, Tarfu, and bar as code words in their pre-World War II jobs at Western Electric. The story is kind of... Uh, the telephone exchanges were new so when they got to sites to do any repairs the repair person would kind of troubleshoot make estimates and and figure out what the heck he had to do also make a, a link back to the headquarters and send back code words so that the the home base would know that he had arrived and the problems what the problems were and how how they long they would take to clear them or fix them or things like that uh, and they're saying that the snafu, tarfu, and fubar came from the, I guess, pre-telephone industry, telephony industry, if you will. Yeah, well. Um, but there is no written evidence besides that letter to the editor uh, in the Wireless World magazine mm. that that this happened before World War II. And then, even so, there—if it did, there was forty years. Uh, with no written evidence between this wireless world and our first usage. So it's unlikely. I'm bringing it up because it adds some color.
0: Well, yeah. And you also, get, I, mean, I mean, somebody could have been now close to death and wanted their credit, right. you know? Yes. Hey, I'm going to, you know what? I waited long enough. No one's giving me credit. <laughs> right. Could be. It's like the Mulligans.
1: Maybe again. <laughs> it's exactly. It's self-reporting. This isn't. What are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it really does seem a lot of places OED. Most of the most of the research says U.S. military slang, nineteen forties, nineteen 1941, 1942, right around there. Um, Time magazine, November nineteen forty-two. One account in green light. A troop carrier squadron's war from Normandy to the Rhine explained the difference to snafu, between another word. Tarfu was our embellishment on snafu. Snafu, already in use all over the U.S., and not only in the military, meant situation normal, all fucked up. You were supposed to say this with a resigned shrug of the shoulders, indicating that the submaronic people and junky devices you had to deal with were naturally fail. (laughs) We, in Troop Carrier, responsible as we were for immensely delicate and complex machinery, and saddled with impossibly ambitious flying assignments, (laughs) had to go beyond snafu. So we used, things are really Mm -hmm. (laughs) f***ed up. (laughs) That's the tarfu. (laughs) And then for those of us that don't know, fubar. Uh, I believe means f***ed up beyond all recognition. Yes. Yes, and uh, not just the local Pittsburgh band. No, the same name. But
0: yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. But uh, there is so many air horns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry,
1: <laughs>
0: it's in the word. What
1: am I going to say? I, I could say fouled. People, people say the word fouled up. It's a, it's a little late. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but the. The wireless world, also some uh, evidence against it, says acronyms didn't really become a common method for lay people, non-military folks. So uh, post-World until post-World War Two, Until World War Two, yeah, after World War II, exactly.
0: Yeah, and they're saying they introduced folks in World pre- War Two to
1: pre- Yeah, pre-war. Yeah. Yeah, this is the- The big one. Yeah, well, World War One was- that? No, World War, Yeah, yeah, World War Two is a big one, you're right. Yeah, this was the Western American Western Electric is where they worked. And that opened in 1847. Um, but I didn't get a date on when this publication was. I think it was just early 1900s. But that's there's no evidence there. None. So, uh, you know. But colorful. Yeah, snafu. I have. Uh, I think I said that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> ham's almost ready. Ham's yeah, almost ready. So... Uh you know what you know another snafu? What's that? The fact that we can't seem to get quite enough reviews. It would be nice to get some more reviews. It'd
1: be lovely. If if, if you have the time or thought, that would really help us out.
0: To unsnafu our uh, I barely shoehorning in there. Yeah. Our our need for some more uh ratings and uh, and reviews on uh Apple or wherever you're
1: Any podcasting. hearing us,
0: yeah, like that there. And uh, or or communicate with us at Whole Nine Yards Pod Ray
1: on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit.
0: That's Whole Nine Yards Pod. Yes. And then Whole Nine Yards Podcast is on the Facebook or whatever. Is it still
1: called Facebook now? Uh, mine now? hasn't changed. Okay, yeah. so for now, for now, Facebook. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. But we'll be entering the metaverse soon enough. Word. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah And we'd love to hear from you Yeah definitely Regardless of what they call the things They'll still be there You could hit us up And Rebecca's gonna give you A straight old You know Email address If you wanna do that That's cool too Yeah Yeah So uh, Some random sayings All come together On a random day Random day But all good I'm Jay And I'm Ray And we're We're not not idioms
1: Whole 9 Yards is written, recorded and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole 9 Yards by emailing heyu at whole9yards.org. That's heyu at whole number 9
0: yardsorg That's heyyou@whole9yards.org. Whole 9 Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.